A slip on the snowy sidewalk in winter is a small thing. It happens to millions. A fall from a ladder in the summer is a small thing. That also happens to millions. The slip or fall produces a subluxation. That subluxation is a small thing. The subluxation produces pressure on a nerve. That pressure is a small thing. The pressure cuts off the flow of mental impulses. That decreased flowing is a small thing. That decreased flowing produces a diseased body and brain. That is a big thing to that man. Multiply that sick man by a thousand, you can control the physical and mental welfare of a city. Multiply that man by a million, you can shape it, the physical and mental destiny of a state. Multiply that man by 130 million, and you can forecast and prophecy the physical and mental status of a nation. So, the slip or fall, the subluxation, the pressure, the flow of mental impulses, and dis-ease are big enough to control the thoughts and actions of a nation. <clears throat> now comes a man. Any one man's a small thing. This man gives an adjustment. The adjustment is a small thing. This adjustment replaces the subluxation. That is a small thing. The adjusted subluxation releases pressure upon nerves. That is a small thing. The released pressure restores health to a man. That is a big thing to that man. Multiply that well man by a thousand, you can step up the physical and mental welfare of a city. Multiply that well man by a million, you can increase the efficiency of a state. Multiply that well man by 130 million, and you have produced a healthy, wealthy, and better race for posterity. So, the adjustment of the subluxation to release the pressure upon nerves, to restore the mental impulse flow, to restore health, is big enough to rebuild the thoughts and actions of the world. The idea that knows the cause, that can correct the cause of dis-ease, is one of the biggest ideas known. Without it, nations fall. With it, nations rise. This is the biggest idea I know of. And that's B.J. Palmer from The Bigness of the Fellow Within, 1949. And when I read these words, which I have been reading for years and years and years, the thing I think is the most important thing of this whole thing to understand is when he's talking about this right here. The cause of dis-ease, not the cause of disease. Dis-ease, <clears throat> disharmony, <clears throat> dysfunction, disconnection, that is what we take care of. That's what we take care of. <clears throat> I was talking to a group of physical therapists the other day, <clears throat> and they were asking questions about chiropractic and stuff. And I said, you know, what you do as a physical therapist, what I do as a chiropractor, is we really work on the brain. Right? Now, I might actually put my hands on the spine as my entryway into their nerve system. And you might work on their muscles or you know, something like that to get into their nerve system. But ultimately, what I am doing, or what you are doing, is we're working on the brain and nerve system. And they all shake their heads. And I, and I said, there's a huge error out there when physical therapists and chiropractors and all these other people say just because they're working on a body part, that's what they're working on. Because you can work on a body part, but if that body part has no nerve energy going into it, then nothing's going to happen to that body part. What is changing is how the brain interprets that body part. So whether you're talking about a kid on the spectrum, or a kid with asthma, or a kid with ear infections, 
or a pregnant mama with a breech baby, or an adult with back pain, or an athlete with some kind of trauma or something, is all the same. Now yes, we, there might have to be some healing occurring in that very particular area. But what is controlling that healing but the brain? So if there's one thing that I want to teach you this quarter, aside from pediatrics, is disease, disharmony, disconnection, all those dysfunction, all those disses are all coming from something going on with the way the brain and nerve system are communicating. And if you think that you are a back fixer-upper or a back cracker or a headache whiplash specialist, you are mistaken. Because if that neck that has whiplash or that back that's got some side of pain or whatever isn't connected to the brain, I don't care what you do, it's not going to work. So understand that we really are brain and nerve system specialists. And that's what I tell all my patients. I've been in practice since 1989. The reason they have me here, like the person has me here, is because I do what I'm going to talk about every single day, and I've done it for 33 years. And I was just in practice yesterday, and I was just in practice on Monday. I work Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. I see lots and lots of people. I don't take any insurance, and we have an unbelievably successful pediatric pregnancy practice. So let me just tell you, from all the folks that I know that you're hearing from, that are saying you can't do it, and there's no money in it, because one of my interns just said, they went to a seminar, some other kind of seminar, and one of the, and she raised her hand and said, well, you know, I'm going to get you from pregnancy patients. And the guy said, there's no money in that. Really? Well, what the hell has happened to me then the last 33 years? Right? So I would like to tell you guys that if this is your, your jam, if you love working with babies and kids and pregnant mamas all day long, <clears throat> then you can do this. This is your possibility, this is your dream. Don't let someone steal your dream because they tell you you can't do it. A book of love, love and you shouldn't do it all into pediatrics because there's no money in it. Well, if the only reason you're going into it is money, <clears throat> then maybe you should go into a PI practice. I go into this, I have fun every single day. I have a blast, my kids come up and give me hugs and draw pictures for me and my intern, I'm adjusting the pregnant mama and the intern's holding the baby and, and she's a duck and that's fun. That's what I want to see. I want to see a different kind of practice. I want to see a practice in which I tell all my patients that I'm working on the brain and nerve system and their brain and nerve system are going to change and I watch it change and I prove it with my science. So we do an exam, 10 visits later we do another exam, look at the changes. If all you're looking for and all you're doing is asking, how are you feeling? Then after 10 visits, you may not be very happy. And that patient may be disappointed. But if you say, okay, here's where you were when you first started, or here's where the child was when you first started, and here's where they are now, look at the neurological impact that this is having, that's a big gap. So now if you want to have a practice that goes patient by patient, visit by visit, right? We go like six, eight, 10, 12 months at a time as care plans. Not three times a week and for a couple of weeks and then we'll see how you're feeling. That's not what BJ Palmer was talking about. 
when he was talking about <coughs> we can correct the cause of dis-ease. This is the, the big idea. To me, my opinion, this is just grouping up crazy. <coughs> this is the big idea. The big idea is that he should be more chiropractic. Really is. Not what people have made it out to be, have changed it, have morphed it, just so they can get a couple of dollars from the insurance company. I don't play insurance. I don't care what the hell is on my diagnosis list. The only diagnosis we do is subluxation. That's it. Not that you have to, you can't do that now, but I don't. And when, if you're an associate practice or another kind of practice and you're doing whatever other approach you're doing, then you gotta do those things. But I'm telling you what's possible. That's why I'm here to tell you what's possible. To tell you the other side of the story. That you can do insurance if you want to. Nothing wrong with it. <clears throat> I'm free. I'm free. Nobody's watching over me. Nobody's asking for my notes. Nobody's auditing my, my thing saying, well, I don't think we should be paying for this, this care. Nobody's saying, you can't continue having this patient here for the next 10 visits because we don't think it's, uh, it's necessary. Who are you to tell me what my patient has that needs is necessary? <clears throat> so I want you to really think about this as, you, as we're moving on through this quarter. Is chiropractic is so much bigger than we can ever give it credit for. And yet you're gonna be bombarded with advertisements like this. I happened to see this yesterday in a chiropractic journal. It said chiropractic versus chiropractic software. It's like, huh, what, what does that mean? <clears throat> so then I, I scrolled, I, I looked down at the ad and it says chiropractic is insurance hassles, hands-on physical labor, and limited amount of treatment options. Whereas chiropractic and software is referral stream and increased collections, improve patient outcomes, and ability to expand treatment <clears throat> options and see non-chiropractic patients. <clears throat> Hold on. <clears throat> Hold on. Non-chiropractic patients? Who's a chiropractic patient? Anybody with a spine. So what are we talking about? To see non-chiropractic patients, or am I seeing earthworms? <laughs> you know? Like, okay, that's a non-chiropractic patient. I probably cannot adjust the earthworm. I don't understand. So I look at these kind of things and I'm saying, this is what they're trying to lure you to say, increase collections. And all the ads that I see in some of these chiropractic magazines and journals that you see out there are all about increased collections. If you can you do this, you can make $10,000 per month. My first month, I made $10,000 per month by adding this machine. Great, great. That's just what innate intelligence needs is another machine. Right? You know what an intelligence is? It's a free and clear nervous system. That's what an intelligence is. And I've seen it over and over and over and over and over again in the 30-some years I've been practicing. Watching these little kids, <coughs> watching kids on the spectrum who were flapping like this and having no eye contact, and now they're saying words and looking at me and waving and saying hi and bye and giving high fives. Right? I see this. I see this all the time. Watching pregnant mamas come in, maybe the pregnant mama came in just yesterday, just had her, her five-day-old baby with her. And the doctors said to her, a couple of years ago, she's a tiny little petite thing. They said, um, you're probably too small to have this child because you have a cephalopelic insufficiency. So we might be going to see such an undoing. 
certainly be inducing you uh, by turning that weeks ago, baby. And she comes in crying a couple of weeks ago to tell me this, and I said, it's your first baby. You're young, you're healthy, you're strong, you've been adjusting almost your whole pregnancy. Go for it. Go for it. Should the baby come out? And come on. Why not? And another mom a couple of weeks ago who came in crying. One time a VBAC, same basic story. Uh, I think you're too old, uh, VBAC is really out of your reach. I said, just try. Just try. Give it, give it a go. Right? You need to have a C-section got it next door. Right? Just give it a go. Hour and a half. Right? Because she had, both those moms had, free and clear nurse systems. And you know what's amazing? Is their babies free and clear nurse systems? Very different baby with a mom who's been adjusting her whole pregnancy than a baby who's coming in like I see all the time who has colic and reflux and nursing problems all stuff and mom and kids never been mom never been adjusted during pregnancy. Very, very different. Right? Free and clear nurses. It's not free and clear spine. It's not I'm not a back doctor. I talk very specifically to people. We had a phone call the other day. You guys do the ring digger? No, we do not do. And I, I, so I, I'm adjust, we have an open uh, adjusting area, five adjusting tables, and me and the intern are all adjusting. And I hear my CA in the background saying, "Do we do a what?" <laughs> and, and I turn around because she's right there behind us, and she says, oh, "Doctor Ruby, what, what's a ring digger?" I'm like, "No, no, no, we don't do ring digger." And she asked me later. She told me later that they were asking about it for a kid. Something that they aren't exposed to on a normal basis. 
And that's why we pull through so powerful, because that is a reconnection. What do we do? We reconnect. Dr. Melillo, one of my favorite chiropractors, he talks about disconnected kids. So what we do is those kids come into the office, my job as a chiropractor, reconnect that child, and then give them exercises at home to help like, further that reconnection. That's what we do. You want to change the cause of dis-ease like B.J. Palmer was talking about? Change the cause of dis-ease, cause of dis-ease. This is big enough to rebuild the thoughts and actions of the world. That's what I want. Is I want to change the thoughts and actions of the world. I want my patients walking out thinking differently. Not thinking like, wow, that was a great crap. Right? We're so addicted to the noise, we don't understand that the noise is just like, if the noise is the thing that makes chiropractic, then the lack of noise is how we know there's a problem. Is that how we, is that how we assess? No. Right? So if the parameter is like we're doing leg checks or we do palpation or range of motion or whatever, or the substations, you know, tight trunks, whatever it is, if that's our parameter for doing need adjustment, then the parameter that this, this adjustment worked is not, oh, I heard something. Right? Because if that was true, then how does activate work? If that was true, how does network work? If that was true, how does BGI work? How does NET, how do all these other non-osseous-formal-based techniques work? If the noise is the correction, not saying the noise is bad, I'm just saying that that's not the, the indication of correction. The indication of correction is whatever parameters you found the subluxation with are now gone. That's different. So the legs are even, that's good. Your palpation is better, that's good. Your range of motion is better, your tight trunk is better, whatever it is, that's improvement. Not good adjustment. Just hearing noise does not mean anything. All it means is that bones move. That's all it means. But did you change neurology? That's the most important thing. This was neurology changed. Was the connection between the brain and the nervous system, was that made free and clear by your adjustment? Regardless of what sort of adjustment is, regardless of whether it was a total adjustment or an instrumental adjustment or an adjustment, did it make a change in the parameters? That's how you know it works. So when you are looking at chiropractic this quarter, I hope that you look at it from a lens of this is the big idea. So even though this quarter will be talking about pediatrics, we're really talking about the big idea. And can you this quarter get can you this quarter get the big idea or reclaim it if you have lost it? over the last couple of years. <clears throat>